Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the walls. Blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches. And you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. And my lovely wife and producer is in town today, so she is not here. But, so, uh, what are you talking about today, Brian? I don't know, just about anything that comes to mind, I guess. <laughs> but uh, my voice is still not completely back, so uh, you know, bear with me. Uh, I don't know if it's ever coming back, but uh, we shall see, right? <clears throat> All right, this is going to be a little different than a regular show, obviously. I, I didn't put together a whole bunch of segments and put it together in the way Susan usually does. But uh, it's sort of like the way I used to do my show. Oh, I had a coffee. Bummer. All right, tonight we're going to start the show off with, oh, God, that shouldn't be there. See what I mean? I'm already messing things up. Um, Nancy representative, here we go. I'm going to move this here. Let's start with here. There, there's just so much craziness going out there right now. I, I mean, it's like the left's losing its cotton pick in mind. All right, the Communist News Network. This is from uh, Newsbusters, which is the, which is a daughter, sister, son company, or if you want to call it, of uh, CNS News. Communist News Network. Zachariah frets conservative Christians ruining Latin America. Where <laughs> conservative Christians are ruining? You get? Are you listening to that? We're ruining Latin America. On his. Epi- Eponymous Sunday morning show, Communist News Network host Farid Zachariah gave three-minute commentary in which he bemoaned an increasing influence of evangelical Christians in Latin America countries as he fretted that they would derail the progress, quote-unquote, of a liberal agenda progressive on abortion and gay rights. At 10.40 a.m. Eastern, the show's regular What in the World segment began with Zachariah informing viewers of the good news that Cubans will be able to vote on a constitution that will allow people to own private property. But he then lamented that it would not facilitate the advancement of same-sex marriage rights on the island nation. Aw, poor baby. (laughs) I mean, really? 
This is all you care about? <sighs> Homosexuality? He added, the idea has met with an ardent opposition from a community with growing clout in the region, evangelical Christians. Dun, dun, dun. The Communist News Network host cited polling finding that the percentage of Latin Americans who are Protestants has grown substantially since the 1970s and then noted that they are similar to evangelical Christians in the U.S. He lamented on gay rights and gender identity. They are conservative, even reactionary. So the growth of evangelical churches has awakened a culture war in the region. He then noted that in Brazil, a strong evangelical lobby backed a far-right president, Zachariah, then explained, or complained, on his first day in office, President Jar Bolsonaro removed LGBT issues from the purview of the Human Rights Ministry. He further complained that the president's evangelical supporters are advocating a bill that would require people to use bathrooms according to their own biological sex. Oh my God! It is a troll! Oh. The Communist News Network was then shifted to promoting efforts by evangelicals and Catholics in Argentina to protect unborn babies, and religion is mixing with politics beyond Brazil. Evangelicals in Argentina, along with Catholics, mobilized to fight against the proposed law that would legalize abortion. Oh my God! A fight against the proposed law that would legalize abortion. I'm like, so the so the only thing this guy and I guess the progressives care about is kill, murdering innocents in the womb and deviant sexual behavior. If that isn't the Lucifer agenda, I don't know what is. Turning attention to Mexico, he continued, even Mexico's leftist president came to power with a coalition, including a small evangelical party that explicitly opposes abortion and same-sex marriage. What makes this burgeoning culture war so noteworthy is the fact that so much of Latin America has had an extraordinarily liberal tradition when it comes to gay homosexual rights. Uh, the left is has literally come out of the closet, and it's not pretty. I mean, anybody out there think this this stuff's good? I mean, anybody? Anybody think this is a good idea? You think this is what the base of the the Democrat Party is? The left-wing cliff dweller, left-wing liberal, progressive, social, commie, fascist, status, bastards. That's, That's what they are. I don't care how you label yourself. Left wing, little progressive, socialist, copy, fascist, status, passage. You got it? Hyphenated it wherever you want. It's all failed. We're going to cover that in this in this show tonight. We are going to be talking about socialism quite a bit in this show. Maybe I should have said this is the socialism show. Because I think it is the socialism show. I do. I do. 
included, but in this identity politics not rooted in ethnicity, but in evangelical Christianity, fired by discomfort in modern, open, diverse societies, and it could derail one of the great narratives of progress in the developing world. This is a great narrative. This is this is degenerate. This degeneracy. It's not a great narrative. You twisted freak. Man, maybe you should be on MSLSD because maybe you're even too twisted for CNN. I, I don't think the Communist News Network, it's, you're even good for them. Coming out, I, 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 is that really their platform over there? Are they for all this nonsense? Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, I've been against this even when I didn't realize I was still a Christian, even though I was. And I am. But it, it just turned out I don't like any organized religion i all the ones all all the christian denominations I, I just don't like them i i haven't been to every single solitary one i mean i haven't been to russian orthodox for instance or greek orthodox uh but all the all the major ones all the other ones i've been to i don't like them it's all politics it's all it's all bs it's evil it's been it's been infiltrated by the left and social justice warriors and uh sorry i don't i don't roll with that i'm a purist i don't i just don't roll with that so uh i sit here in my church on top of the mountain a a, a pastor with a following of one except those that listen here on the uncooperative radio show. All right. Uh, so now these may or may not appear in the show notes. Uh, I'm going to send them along to Susan. She's stuck down in town. We've had a a major snowstorm while she was going down, and and I warned her that it was a bad time to go down. But Susan often doesn't listen to me, so. She went down anyway with the only vehicle we have. So she's down in town and windshield wipers aren't working because we had a melt freeze, a little bit of melt freeze cycle before our last time we went down. And the weather stripping, I'm guessing, on the back of the hood has it got displaced or lost. It's an old truck, 89. Um, and uh, so the water goes down in there and freezes and the windshield wiper motor freezes and you got to throw it out before it'll work. I'm not going to throw it out right now because the high today was three. So anyway, uh, so she she said she almost got an accident in town. So she drove it over to Cartoons, which is the only place I'll uh, t- touch my truck besides me. And it really only needs to be thought out. But uh, I, they need to see if that weather stripping is, is in the right place because otherwise they need to tack it up with, with some silicon or something. So it doesn't happen again. But anyway, uh, so that's that's where she's down down in town, and she's got an account with a motel that gives us a discount. And uh, but still, it's forty dollars a night, so we can't afford. We can't. Th- thankfully, we we got some money from the advertising on the radio show, and uh, uh, that's going to eat up all of it because she's going to be down there now for two days. So. Plus, uh, they're very good. If it's just like the weather stripper or something like that and just melting it off, they probably won't charge me much of anything. If anything. But we'll see. 
any, you know, they, they understand my situation and that I'm a disabled veteran and where I live and also. I swear I'm going to start putting out a tin cup on the blog for donations because I'm just getting downright stupid up here. Alright, so let me send that, I'll actually send that link while I'm talking instead of just going through the motions and, because I, I do like to have these links up for you all so that you can, you can reference them or maybe even use them on your blogs or whatever. So, uh, you should, you should subscribe to the blog at uncooperativeblogger.com, uh, where you, we put all these links up and where we should be informing you when we have things like this going on. But you know, I got to tell you, do you have the time to think about it and do it? It's just, it's, it's been a lot going on with the cancer scare and, and then the biopsy and all the tests and up and down the mountain. And it's been, it's been, it's been rough. And now the complications from the surgery, I was supposed to have two days where I couldn't do anything strenuous and I waited several more days and, and I hurt myself bad. And then, well, I'm on the mend. I am on the mend. You can tell I'm talking better. I am talking and I'm talking, not whispering. So I am on the mend, but I I can still tell it's not healed. And I'm, so I got to be careful. I could set myself right back to where I was if I do something stupid. So that's why, uh, thank God for my neighbor. He came in on a snowmobile that, he's got one of those super snowmobiles. Those really big, newer ones. Don't have anything like it. He went through this, he went through the snow like it was nothing, man. I couldn't believe it. Two up with my wife on a snowmobile with her in the back and pulling a load on the sled. It just, one handed, just snowmobile away. My snowmobile wouldn't even be able to go through it. It's so thick. It's, my snowmobile's not designed for that. Uh, unfortunately, the one that is designed that has broke down. I got to fix it. I really do. I got to fix everything. I'm sorry, but my disease just gets in the way. Damn it. If you want to look it up, it's ankylosing spondylitis. I don't, you're never going to spell it right. Good luck. Ankylosing spondylitis. But I have the, uh, I have the symptoms of fibromyalgia, uh, um, that that disease incorporates that and uh chronic fatigue and and uh arthritic joints and spine and all that all right moving right along well you know this whole thing i think this whole show is going to be just cuckoo land Again from Newsbusters, uh, UN Chief Gutierrez calls for global war and hate speech. You know what that means. Global war and speech that they don't like. Who decides what's hate speech? That's the point. And, you know, that's the point of free speech. It's Free speech isn't for th- speech you like. I mean, why bother? I mean, if you like it, no one's going to complain. It's, it's about speech you don't like, specifically political speech or uh, religious speech like... Uh, like homosexual homosexuality is a sin it's an abomination before god that is a truth uh, you should you absolutely have a right to say that you have no right not to be offended and if anybody uh, thinks that's a good idea just look at what happens over in europe 
And if everyone thinks that's a good idea, smack your head three times on a wall really hard. But make sure you find a stud first. You don't want to go through the sheetrock. Gutierrez lamented that hate is moving into the mainstream and has poisoned debate on migration policy. He claimed uh, this is done via false narratives linking refugees and migrants to illegal alienation, to terrorism and scapegoating from uh, them for many of society's ills. Really? It's funny that you chose to use the word ill, like an illness. That's short for illness. Uh, What about all the all the illness they brought back to the United States that we had wiped out. They have literally brought ills to the United States of America. Literally. And now we're having debates again over forced immigration of children before they go to school. They have brought this back. And not only have they brought these diseases back, they brought it back on steroids. Some of them resisted to, uh, to treatment. Thank you very much for using the word ill. That was properly proper use of the word that's only some of the ills they brought back the other stuff is oh stuff like chiggers and bed bugs and i get all kinds of stuff not chiggers but bed bugs and other other nonsense look they come from a third world hellhole where they have not gotten rid of these diseases where they have not they do not have proper health where they don't have sanitation where they don't have proper hygiene where they don't even speak like the language what do you expect from these people to rise us up to raise us up they're not going to raise us up and if they're not melting potting into our society we're not raising them up either and Goodyear should get over his damn skin color Goodyear has described his groundswell of hate speech as a menace to democratic values social stability and peace It spreads like wildfire through social media, the internet, and conspiracy theories. Perhaps his most revealing statement of bias was when he combined rising anti-Semitism and anti-Muslim hatred. Well, Muslim's evil. You could study the thing before you open your mouth. He neglected to note that part of the rise of anti-Jewish rhetoric has been its direct result of mass migration from the Islamic world. Duh. New York Times noted that in 2013 study about Sweden's spike in anti-Jewish rhetoric and violence, 51% of anti-Semitic incidents in Sweden are attributed to Muslim extremists. Only 5% were carried out by right-wing extremists. 25% were perpetrated by left-wing extremists. The Times also cited similar problems in France. Gutierrez's statement was also revealing because anti-Christian rhetoric and terrorist attacks were not even included in his discussion. When liberal authorities use terms like racism, they do not mean racism in the strict sense of racially biased hatred. That's why they ignore the race-based, government-supported land seizures and killings of white farmers in South Africa. Gutierrez commented that this hate was has found fertile ground in liberal democracies and authoritarian systems alike. Nothing that some major political parties and leaders are cutting and pasting ideas from the fringes into their own propaganda and electoral campaigns. He blamed an insidious campaign against the global compact on migration. The UN chief noted that the campaign failed. 
He made his comments at the opening of the 40th session of the UN Human Rights Council on February 25th. 17 countries either abstained from or openly voted against the compact last December, sparking fiery debate both between and within European powers. For our part, I have asked my special advisor for the prevention of genocide, Adama Dieng, to bring together a UN team to scale up our response to hate speech. Defining a system-wide strategy and preventing a global plan of action on a fast-track basis. However, this would manifest online, tech companies seem more than willing to help. Last November, the French government met with U.S. tech giants to declare the Paris call for regulation of the Internet to prevent hate speech. The same big tech companies that are wary of being regulated by the U.S. government in order to protect free speech will gladly volunteer to be regulated by foreign governments so that they can restrict free speech. Wow, is that special? UN Chief Gutierrez. Hate speech. Hate speech, hate crime laws, these are all tools of the, of big government these these are incompatible with the constitution and western civilization period we already have hate crimes in this country you tell me how that deals with equal protection under the law if a white guy kills a black guy murders a black guy he gets charged with murder plus 10 years for a hate crime so he gets Whatever murder is, let's say it's 20 to life. He gets 30 to life. Now, a black guy murders a white guy, he just gets 20 to life. How is that equal protection under the law? It's not. I don't give a crap why you murdered someone. Murder is murder. Everybody gets charged the same. I don't care if you hated it. You obviously didn't love the person if you murdered them, right? What kind of stupidity is this? Why do you buy into this? Big, thick rubber bands. Every time you think there ought to be a law, pull it and snap it hard. Every time you think there ought to be a law, pull it and snap it hard. We have too many laws. You should be thinking, we ought to get rid of these laws. My Lord, people. we Enough with think, trying to tell people what to do and how to live their lives and how to think. You, that's not the coverage job. If you want to, want to control how people think, then you do it by changing people's minds. Do it by becoming a minister or or a, a, an advocate or someone like me. Go online and, and start educating yourself and then use that to educate other people. That's, why, that's how you do things. You educate them. You do not hit them over the head with the government and say you have to do this. You want people to wear seatbelts, you educate them as to why they should wear seatbelts. You don't make the gov- don't get the government to tell them you have to wear seatbelts or else. That's crap. First of all, there's downside to wearing seatbelts. There's a downside to wearing helmets. But you people don't think of that. You only care about your stupid agenda. When you make someone do something like that, you are forcing them into a situation where they don't have a choice and you are putting them in a situation where they can get hurt or killed. Because of you making them do it. Oh yes, if your T-bone, which is the overwhelming majority of crashes in the United States of America, is to be T-bone. That means like going through an intersection and get hit from the side. That is your most common accident. 
The seatbelt, does it help you in that? It hurts you. It holds you there while the car smashes your door into your hip and crushes it. Hard enough, your whole pelvis. Very, very bad, 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 bad injury. Very expensive to fix. Lots of surgery if you live through it. But if you didn't have the seatbelt, it would knock you, it would knock you away. It would decrease the amount of damage you would receive. See, but they don't tell they don't tell you that. They don't take that into account, right? But if your cock catches you without it, you get what, a hundred, two hundred dollar fine, depending on where you live, maybe more, I don't know. You have to wear that seatbelt, regardless of the fact you don't get to make the decision about, well, maybe I'll only wear that on the highway when I'm going, to, going 80 miles an hour and no one's going to be T-boning me. Maybe I'll only wear it when I'm going off-road over those off-camera cliff things. And I want to, I'm at risk of rolling over. Those kind of things, see? That makes sense to wear a seatbelt. But I, have, I get to make those decisions, right, as an individual, Uh, not so much as far as as far as these people are concerned. After all, that's the problem with big government. They're always trying to find new things to justify their existence. They shouldn't exist at all. Government is nothing but uh, should be nothing but a tool to protect our liberties, and that's it. Oh God, Pocahontas is back. Well, I know she never went away, but I mean. She's back in my spotlight. She's got my attention again. <laughs> oh, wow, look at the time. Should I or shouldn't I? Yeah, it'd be a good time to take a break, I guess. We're going to go to a short break. It's, uh, you know, I, what, what, what are you going to do? You got you to take these breaks. I, I don't know why you got to take these breaks, to tell you the truth, but you do. So this is the Uncoffered Radio Show. You stay tuned because we'll be right back. Investing is a long-term process. How many times can you think of in the last decade that the stock market has destroyed retirement funds for people just like you and me? For your existing IRA, you need the security that gold has provided for centuries. Remember, gold has never been worth zero. Capital Gold would like to introduce you to the Home Storage Gold IRA. It's a self-directed IRA set up with all the protection and tax benefits of an LLC. But the big difference in this IRA is you invest in gold and you hold it in your possession. You can't do that with stocks. That's security. You can transfer any type of IRA hassle-free in days. Please call right now and learn more, and we'll waive the $500 setup fee and give you a free safe to store your gold. Call 800-515-6302. That's 800-515-6302. Remember in the beginning? When you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. 
One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-709-4389 That's 800-709-4389 Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more, call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality all at a price you can afford so don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great 800-917-1316 800-917-1316 that's 800-917-1316 if you're suffering from hearing loss stay tuned for a special offer from the makers of listen clear a revolutionary hearing aid breakthrough designed by top audio engineers to fit your ear almost invisibly. Right now, you can try ListenClear hearing aids absolutely free for 45 days. You can also qualify for free shipping and free batteries for life. ListenClear hearing aids are so lightweight and comfortable, you can wear them all day long. They're practically invisible, too, so others won't even notice you're wearing them. And the best part is, you'll be able to hear almost everything, everywhere. So do something about your hearing loss. Call Listen Clear now to get started with your 45-day risk-free hearing aid trial. This special offer won't be available for long, so call Listen Clear now. 800-716-4665. 800-716-4665. We're here 24 hours a day to help. That's 800-716-4665. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day. 10 an hour. One person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drug alcohol and bad influences with the FMLA people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it call quit drugs 321 now at 800-377-1456 800-377-1456 that's Radio show, hour half of one. All right, back to the craziness that is the left, socialists, progressives. 
Call them what you will. Left-wing, liberal, progressive, socialist, communist, fascist, statist, bastards. All right. This is from CNSNews.com. Senator Elizabeth Warren. Child care should be a fundamental right, period. We can almost just stop there, can't we? But we won't. So she's a Democrat from Massachusetts. She sent out a tweet on Saturday arguing that child care should be a fundamental right in promoting her plan to use federal funds to pay for a universal child care plan. Child care should be a fundamental right, period, said Warren. Here's how my universal child care plan would make that a reality. The tweet included a video graphic that summarized Warren's plan. Under Elizabeth Warren's child care plan, a family of four making $50,000 a year and paying $11,000 a year in child care costs could access high-quality child care for free, it said. Saving $11,000 a year, it said. Win for parents, win for children, win for our economy. Okay, let's start with this. How is it a win? I I see how the people that are uh, not going to pay $11,000 a year for child support, that's a win for them. How is it a win for the economy? When the government takes money out of the economy, it's not good for the economy. It's a win for children. The government has now has more control over your children for more more parts of the day to indoctrinate them. This is not a win for children. Every time they have more time with your children, your children get more screwed up. So it's not a win for children. It's not a win for parents. It's not a win for the economy because that money doesn't belong to the government. It belongs to us. So... It has done nothing for the economy. It didn't infuse the economy with new num- money. It just changed from whom the money came from. Somebody has to pay for it. Whom is going to pay for it? That doesn't seem to bother a lot of people. It should. Well, why should rich people pay for your child care? Just because we, call, because we call them rich? Uh, I don't know what you have against the rich. The rich play plenty of taxes. You know, top 10% play like 90% of the taxes. It's ridiculous. So stop it. They they pay more than their fair share. Again, if you want to go fair share, you have to have a flat tax. That's fair. That means if you make a dollar, you send 10 cents to the government. That's that's fair. And a millionaire sends 100,000. That's fair, right? They still pay more money, see? That's fair, right? All right, I'm hearing all kinds of weird noise outside, so if I suddenly disappear because I have to do something, it really seemed like someone was trying to break into my bus just now. Yes, I, I, I will have to shoot them. 
So, Pocahontas says more free stuff. Big surprise. The Democrats are always saying more free stuff, right? Just just bear with me for a second. Ugh. One minute, hubby. I'll be right back. Boy, I can really use a chair with wheels on it. Well, I don't have any money. Just had to uh, <clears throat> stage a firearm. <laughs> Luckily for me, it's not easy to open the bus, the door bus. It's one of those things I like. That's why I didn't fix it. Because you really have to work. Really have to work at opening that door. Uh, so Pocahontas wants your vote. We all know she's a liar, but all progs are. So, and it can stop the left from voting for her. It just seems to me like this is going to be a really entertaining Democrat primary. I don't know. Maybe not to you, but, you know, interesting. You know, they say, interesting life is a, is a curse. All right, so... By Tweedledee, or is she Tweedledum? I can never figure it out. We're going to be on CNS a lot tonight. Why? Because I landed there first, and they have a lot of good stuff. All right, uh, DNC presidential candidates will have to sign a pledge to run and serve as a Democrat if elected. What does that mean? What is a Democrat? <laughs> The, the let this uh, serve as a Democrat. You know, it was it was back in the day, way back in the thirties. But the guy that ran for the, the Socialist Party said, "Well, we don't have to run anybody anymore because the Democrats are doing it for us." And they've gone way far left since then. So, what does that mean to to serve as a Democrat? Uh, well, here's Bernie. Senator Bernie Sanders, independent Vermont, plans to sign a Democrat National Committee pledge that he will run for president as a Democrat in the 2020 elections and will serve as a Democrat if he is elected. His senior campaign advisor, Jeff Weedover, told CNN, the Communist News Network. The DNC adopted the pledge last year, the rule says. At the time a presidential candidate announces their candidacy publicly, they must publicly affirm that they are a Democrat. Each candidate pursuing Democratic nomination shall affirm in writing to the national chairperson of the Democratic National Committee that they... Why do they keep adding that IC on this? They are not the Democratic Party. They are the Democrat Party. They're not for democracy. They're for socialism. They're progs. They're progressives. National Committee that they, A, are a member of the Democrat Party. I'm not going to say Democratic ever. B, will accept the Democrat nomination. And C, will run and serve as a member of the Democrat Party. What does that mean? DNC plans to meet in the coming weeks with presidential campaigns to give them a form that they will adhere to the rule. DNC Communications Director 
Xochitl Hinojosa told Fox News, outnumbered overtime with Harris Faulkner, that they welcome Sanders to the race and that all candidates will be signing the pledge. This is something that we'll be getting to them in the next week or so. And as candidates get in the race, we will make sure that everybody signs the pledge because this is a new rule under the DNC rules and bylaws, she said. DNC Chair Tom Perez this year has made it very clear that he wants to make sure that we have a fair and inclusive primary process and is part of the primary process, and we want to make sure that voters are able to walk, to talk, excuse me, about the ideas with these candidates. And that's why we have scheduled debates that will start in June to give our candidates just that, Hedajosa said. Asked what she says to people in the Democrat Party who don't support Sanders calling himself a Democratic Socialist, Hinojosa said, that is up to Senator Sanders whether or not he wants to run as a Democrat, and as you stated, he does want to run as a Democrat. When asked whether Sanders will have the support of Democrats who don't agree with that, Hinojosa said, that will be up to the voters to decide on who they want their Democrat nominee to be. But I just want to be clear that we're giving voters the ability to make that decision while the Republican Party right now doesn't even want to have a primary when it comes to Donald Trump. And so when it comes to the primary itself, we have made it clear that we want it to be as inclusive as possible. And a responsibility at the DNC is to make sure that we are fair. Really? So where was the primary uh, of Obamanus? Where was his primary? When he ran for re-election for his second term, where was the primary? Where's the challenge? There was no challenge. No primary. A sitting president doesn't usually get primaried. That's a very unusual thing. So why did they bring it out? Oh, the Republican Party interested in primary the press. The sitting president doesn't normally get primaried. It's very, it, it would mean the, the party wants to get rid of him. And they usually don't do that. So you got to be up on this stuff. You got to watch these little things. Like it may seem like, oh, it's just a, you know, just it's a statement in passing. Oh no, it's not. It's important the, the way the words they choose. They 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 play wordsmith. You know, they they've been trained by linguistics like Chomsky. He's a he, he's a renowned linguist. You could just change language to propagandist, and you got that right. I've read his books. I know exactly what he is. They wanted me to review his book. I just said he's a very, very dangerous man. Don't read this book. He's very good at, at spinning. He's very, very good at spinning. Okay. Again, from CNSNews.com. Nancy Wicked Witch of the West Pelosi. Yes, she's moved on from Sweeper of the House. Now she rides the broom. She has the nerve to utter this without bursting into flames. I don't understand God. Well, how does that happen? We are there to honor the Constitution and protect it. 
you have defiled the Constitution, madam, at all, at every turn. How dare you say you honor and protect it? House Sweeper Nancy Pelosi, Democrat California, joined Representative Henry Kuehler, Democrat of Texas, in his Texas district in the border city of Laredo on Saturday. How many illegal aliens vote in Laredo? Just wondering. I remember when Laredo was very, very Republican. Very red. So on Saturday, where she said at a press conference... The House will vote on a resolution of disapproval of President Donald Trump's declaration of a national emergency at the border because Congress is there to honor the Constitution and protect it. So we do not see this as a declaration of an emergency. It it shouldn't be. And therefore, under the leadership of Congressman Jacqueline Castro on Monday, we will send to the Rules Committee the resolution of disapproval of the president's actions, Pelosi said. She's too stupid to even know that by putting it under a Hispanic, call him whatever you want, Latino, Hispanic, whatever, it it actually it, it waters it down. It makes it seem racist. Basically, the only reason they're interested is because that involves Hispanic people. So that that Hispanic puts it forward because, oh my God, uh, these are Hispanic people. But, oh my God, most Hispanic people don't want these, oh my God, illegal aliens in our country. We say that not in a partisan way. We don't say it in a political way. You don't, yes, you do. We say anything they say we're not doing, that's what they're doing. Everything they say they're doing, they're not doing. They learned that for Obama speak. This is about the oath we take to protect and defend the Constitution. Ma'am, you have violated that oath. You deserve to go to jail. Our founders very wisely placed in the Constitution provisions for the separation of powers. Co-equal branches of government. There are no co-equal branches of government, madam. You're too stupid to realize that the legislative branch is the most powerful branch the executive branch the second the judicial absolutely absolutely least powerful branch so much so they stole all their power there are no there are not supposed to be co-equal branches of government that is the problem it is too co-equal the balance of power is all screwed up and I, I can't stand conservatives. Keep bringing it up because in civics last I learned about co-equal branches of government. Well, you did, but you learned incorrectly. Pay attention, son. You might learn something. Why is the legislative branch first in the Constitution? Why is it the biggest article in the Constitution? Ask yourself that. Why is the executive the second article and the second largest in the Constitution? And why is the federal judiciary the third and the smallest in the Constitution? They do these things on purpose. So, here she goes. That constitution, that constitution, not the, not our, that, very important, that constitution. She's talking about it in a, in a position of disdain by saying that 
constitution. Not her constitution, not our constitution, that constitution. Begins with the beautiful preamble to the constitution. And the very first words following the preamble are, maybe you should read the preamble. Article 1. The legislative branch, the first branch of the government, detectively spells out our responsibilities, she said. No, it doesn't. The text of which it, it enumerates your powers. In other places, it tells you exactly what you can't do. Section 9. Oh, forgot about Section 9. It's because you don't like Section 9, do you? Complete violation of Section 9, aren't you? The first of which is the power of the purse, which our president is trying to usurp. Many of the powers contained there, he said. No, no, you have already allocated the money. He's just spending it in a different way than you wanted him to spend it. But you have already allocated that money to the executive branch. That was your power to be the first per to be the first and allocated that money. Then the second, it goes to the Senate. Then they approve it. You are not the only, you're not the power of the whole legislative branch of the power of the purse. You are the one of which all bills of revenue are to originate. But you are not the sole power of the purse, madam. Of course, you don't know quite about the Constitution. We are there to honor the Constitution. Yes, you are, but you don't. And protect it, and you don't. But also to strengthen the institutions which we serve. No, you don't. That is not your job. No, it's not. Not without amending the Constitution, which means it's our job to decide whether or not we want to strengthen or weaken the branches of government. So we in the Congress of the United States, hopefully the president, the executive branch. But that's what will happen on Monday, she said. Mr. Castro's resolution will go to the Rules Committee. We plan on voting on the floor of the House. We plan then after it passes the House to send it over to the Senate. We want to deal with this as expeditiously and carefully as possible. But I just wanted you to know what's going to happen in the next few days in that regard. Well, that's very nice of you to give us a heads up there, Wicked Witch of the West, and what's explaining what you're doing and why you're going to be doing it, because it's going to be very unpopular, and you know that. Because the president is very popular and Congress is very unpopular. Isn't that true, Wicked Witch of the West? Wicked Witch of the West. So, someone throw water on her, will you? Melt that witch. Well, well, Nancy. That's the end of her. Bye, Wicked Witch of the West. Oh, and look, another runner for president. This is this is another one that's going to be running for president. This is, they're just wonder, they're just incredible. These people, I'm telling you, it's just amazing. Kamala Harris, in a relatively short time, Port Smith, New Hampshire, will be underwater. This is from InsideSources.com. But why, Kamala? Why will Portsmouth, New Hampshire, be underwater. P- please tell us. Oh my God. Posted to the Politico. 
During a speech at the New Hampshire's Institute of Politics on Tuesday, California Senator and Green New Deal supporter Kamala Harris had a dire warning for the Granite State. The city of Portsmouth will soon be underwater due to climate change. I was in Portsmouth yesterday. If you look at the rates and the tables in terms of decline, because we are talking about decline, within a relatively short period of time, it will be underwater. This is real issue, Harris said. Harris was speaking at a politics and eggs breakfast event, which is a must-stop on the presidential campaign trail through New Hampshire. Though she did not mention the Green New Deal by name, She has previously endorsed the proposal and is making climate change a central part of her White House bid. Oh, thank you for doing that. Thank you, Kamala. You're you're so wondrous to us. Thank you for doing that. Senator Harris repeatedly asserted that she is a pro-science candidate. No, you're not. And accused the Trump administration of governing the American people by science fiction instead of science fact. You know, it's amazing. Science, most science fiction ends up coming true, Kamala. You would know that if you bothered to read some. But then again, you wouldn't know anything about science, would you? Well, where, where did you learn about science, Kamala? Tell us all about it. Where, where, where did you learn about science? Okay, explain something scientific for us. Let's, let's just go with the photosynthesis. Explain to us photosynthesis. Go ahead. This is a grammar school biology question. What is photosynthesis? Go tell us. Climate change is real. Yes, it is, but not man-made climate change. Notice how they dropped the man-made stuff. Just climate change. Climate changes. That's a fact. All the time. Climate change is real and is posing an existential threat to us as a community. No more than normal. We must not only take it seriously... We must have a sense of urgency about this, Harris said. I care about this issue, not because I have a particular desire to hug a tree. Why not? I like I hug trees. I also cut them down, use them for building, use them for firewood. But I have a strong desire to have a healthy baby. I don't believe you have a desire to have a baby at all, Kamala. How are you going to have time for having a baby when you're running for president of the United States? Why haven't you had a baby up to this point? Aren't you one of the ones that believe abortion is key to your success? Didn't I hear you say that while talking about abortion? If it wasn't for abortion, you wouldn't have been able to succeed, which means you've had an abortion at least one. We know that. Are you proud of that, Kamala? Are you proud of your abortion? Tell us all about it. Portsmouth is the 10th largest city in New Hampshire, according to CityData.com, and the nation's third oldest city. It is home to Portsmouth Naval Shipyard, which has played a key role in America's maritime and naval industries. But with that, we have to go to your corporate radio show. You stay tuned, because we'll be right back. The changes in the military fostered by the Clinton administration have provided the opportunity to create an elite new fighting force. The Big Game One. 
their mission? Nail Saddam Hussein. Well, who does his nails anyway? You're quiet, soldier. Uh, listen up, uh, man. Uh, we'll be leaving for Baghdad from Fort Dix. Ooh. Let's go. Roberta Flack, I love her. We're here. We're on fire. We're flaming. And going down. Be with us again next time when the crack soldiers close in on Saddam. Oh, no. Sand. It's a good thing I wore my combat song. On the Big K-1. And now, from Hezbollah Toys, just in time for Ramadan, the good and peaceful people at Wacky.com and Hezbollah bring you Jihad Joe action figure. Pull his string, and he shouts, Allah Akbar, and kill the infidels. Pull it again, and Jihad begins to sweat profusely, and screams, Everyone back up, or I will blow myself up. On the third pull, Jihad Joe shouts, I am serious! On the fourth and final pull, Jihad Joe begins to say something we cannot quite make out before exploding in a dazzling and immensely gratifying display of holy fire and smoke. For added fun, dress Jihad in a burqa before detonation. Get your Jihad Joe today. Supplies are limited, and once they are gone, thank Allah they are gone. Coming soon, Burqa Barbie. Hello, I'm Frank Bartles, and this here's my partner, James Brown. As the weather starts getting too hot, we hope you will reach for one of these. New Bartles and James Brown wine cooler. It tastes good! They come in three funky flavors. Gravity grape, prime of passion fruit, and my personal favorite, papaya. Papaya's got a brand new bag! It'll get you off faster than a big city lawyer. And a single pack serves six to ten, just like James. <laughs> New Bartles and James Brown wine coolers. The cooler cooler, made in the cooler. Now behind bars everywhere. And, uh, thank you for your support. Our hidden cameras caught Mrs. Helen Grouse of Columbus, Ohio, in the act of shoplifting at an A&P store. We asked other shoppers if they'd be deterred from shoplifting if we punished Mrs. Grouse by killing her. Let's listen. Excuse me, ma'am. Have you ever shoplifted? Well, well, yeah, yes, I have. Oh? Uh-huh. Yeah, on occasion I snitched a can of salmon or a jar of artichoke cards. Well, let me ask you this. What? Here is a woman we just caught shoplifting. Oh, boy. Now, if we were to punish her mm-hmm. by killing her mm-hmm. right now, would that convince you not to shoplift? Uh, I, I don't know. It's it's kind of an impulse sort of thing, and I really doubt if you'd kill her. I mean, I'd have to say I, 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 I'd probably shoplift again. I see. Well, watch this. Now, what have we done? Well, uh, uh, you just shot her in the head. And would you say that she's dead? Well, her whole head is blown off. Yeah, she's she's dead all right, yeah. Now, let me ask you again. Do you think we've convinced you not to shoplift? Well, I have to say I'd never shoplift again. Why do you say that? Well, you just proved to me that you'd kill someone if they shoplifted. I saw it with my own eyes. You're not just saying that. No, no, no. I'm really convinced. You won't change your mind. Nope. I'll never shoplift again. At A&P, we won't stop trying till we make you say... We are... 
Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more, call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality, all at a price you can afford. So don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great. 800-917-1316. That's 800-917-1316. Okay, welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show, Hour 2. Okay, we're back to Camilla Harris saying that Portsmouth is going to be underwater because of global climate change. Here it comes, here comes Speed Racer, he's a demon on wheels. I don't know why it's in my head. All right, so we we learned that Portsmouth is the 10th largest city in New Hampshire, according to CityData.com, and the nation's third oldest city. It is home to Portsmouth's Naval Shipyard, which has played a key role in America's maritime and naval industries. It is also 26 feet above sea level. So, how close is Portsmouth to being underwater? Not very says Judith A. Curry, an American climatologist and former chair of the School of Earth and Atmospheric Sciences at the Georgia Institute of Technology. People using the IPCC models are talking about a three to four feet sea level rise by the end of the century, and even those are based on speculation, Curry told inside sources. Some people are pushing alarming scenarios at the very edge of the speculation, and even they are talking about 8 feet. 26 feet isn't on the radar screen. The higher you go, the more speculative and unlikely the scenario. Curry isn't alone. Fred Singer, a professional a professor emeritus of environmental science at the University of Virginia, a founder of the Non-Governmental International Panel on Climate Change, writes in a Wall Street Journal that we can expect the sea to continue rising at about the present rate for the foreseeable future. It's not going to happen. By 2100, the sea rise, the sea will rise another six inches or so, a far cry from Al Gore's alarming numbers. A former NASA climatologist, Dr. Roy Spencer, has reported that sea level rise, which is occurring long before humans could be blamed, has not accelerated and still amounts to only one inch every 10 years. Bjorn Lumborg, a leading expert on climate science issues who argues, who agrees the humans that humans are impacting global temperatures, but challenges the apocalyptic predictions of some of his fellow scientists, 
point to the latest data from the atolls of Tuvalu and Micronesia, which are far more at risk of being underwater in the relatively short period of time than the New Hampshire coast. Atolls are like rocks in the middle of the ocean. Constant worry in the media that climate-induced sea level rise will flood atolls like Tuvalu and Micronesia, yet new reanalysis of all studies shows that no atoll has lost land. Lumberg tweeted on Monday. He points to a new study that found no atoll lost land area and that 88.6% of islands were either stable or increased in area, while only 11.4% contracted. But Senator Harris is not running for president of the Science Club. She's in a political fight for the Democrat Party's presidential nomination. So is climate alarmist and a smart political move? According to Gallup, in January 2019, just 3% of Americans named environmental pollution as their most important issue. Oh, the Green Goblin must be so upset by facts. I'm sure Kamala Harris doesn't give a rat's behind about facts. The progs absolutely never give rats behind about facts. I have been telling you this is junk science since they've been talking about it. It is junk science. I know the real science, and I'm telling you what you better look up for when it comes to changes in our climate, especially anything radical, would be the sun. Solar flares, cosmic winds, cosmic particles, all these things would affect our climate. Not carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide would make our, our climate lusher, warmer, nicer, happier. Not a problem. It would not cause flooding and mass mass drought and all this climate chaos they keep talking about. Everything they point to has happened before in history. They just don't want to tell you that. They're trying to make everything sound like it's the first time it ever happened because of man-made global climate change. It's not science. It's junk. Climate models are computer programs. Someone programmed the model. Whoever programmed the model tells the computer what to do. X plus Y equals Z. I used to program the computers. I know. And I can tell you right now, crap in, crap out. I can make the computer say whatever I want. You you put this and this in, and I'll make it say that. That's how that works. Computers aren't magic. They don't think for themselves. You got to understand that. Okay, uh, Representative Kinzinger on his deployment to Southwest border. What I saw was really disturbing. Only because you buy into your party's own ideological Kool-Aid, that's why. <clears throat> yes. There is a real emergency at the Southwest border, says Representative Ab- Adam Kinzinger, Republican, Illinois who is just back from a deployment with the Air National Guard flying surveillance missions out of Tucson, Arizona. The congressman said when he was deployed to Arizona, he was kind of undecided about whether the situation is a national emergency, as President Trump has declared. 
And I think if this was just an issue of immigration, it wouldn't constitute a national emergency. But what I saw was really disturbing. What I saw was a lot of people coming over the border, a lot of drugs on the border, and a lot of human trafficking. I mean, these coyotes that would get paid a bit of money to bring groups over and then desert them to save their own backside is extremely disturbing. Ken Singer told CBS Communist Broadcasting Service, Face the Nation. Let me give you just a couple of quick examples. And I was just a small part of all the operations that were being done. We found at one point a woman hunkered down in the desert because her coyotes who brought her over deserted her because they wanted to get away. Had she actually not been found by us, I don't know if she'd have been able to find her way home. So yeah, she got picked up by Border Patrol. She's going to be deported, but that was a better way, uh, uh, that was way better option than being one of the 200 at least bodies that end up finding in the desert every year. And keep in mind, I've done this, you know, we had a mission where we found 70 pounds of methamphetamines on somebody that was coming over, and I'm just a very small part of that. This is the fourth time I've been to the border, my first time in Arizona, completely different terrain than my prior in Texas. Texas, by the way, I was there under President Obama, Caesar, so the guards' mission on the border is nothing new. Kensinger said cameras and radar picked up many, many groups heading to the United States, but there weren't enough Border Patrol agents to intercept all of them. These agents sometimes will have to take a truck and then walk two miles through terrible terrain to get to these groups, only to have them run while they're already exhausted and they get lost in the chaos. Kensinger said that he will not vote to block President Trump's national emergency declaration. Look, I wish this would have happened a different way. I voted for comprehensive immigration reform. I think Republican and Democrats both have good ideas on immigration that we ought to all adopt. Host Margaret Brennan asked Kinzinger if he thinks it is constitutional for President Trump to bypass Congress's power of the purse strings. I do, yes, he said, because in this case, like I said at the beginning, if this was just about immigration, I would disagree. I do think this is a serious threat. It is a security threat with the amount of drugs coming over the border and the human trafficking that I've seen. And again, in Arizona, I I think... They said last year there were 200 bodies, at least, that they found in the desert. Kissinger said it is not compassionate to weaken border security, which would encourage even more people to make the dangerous journey. It's compassionate to say do it the right way, he added, meaning the legal way. There's nothing illegal about what he's doing. He's not the first president to use the emergency powers. As a matter of fact, Clinton did it, and Obama did it, and G.W. Bush did it. All three of them did it. Nobody even talked about it. They didn't even make headlines. And now it's all, oh, he's doing something that's never done before. He's setting such a precedent. Oh, other presidents could use this now to do blah, blah, blah. Democrat presidents have already used it. 
Again, you've been lied to. Aren't you sick of it? Well, if you are, stop listening to the alphabets. Go get an education. And start by listening to this show. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, I got to tell you. I got to tell you. <laughs> All right. You know, it just seems to me this next session calls for this. Representative Ocasio-Cortez promotes five goals of her Green New Deal in the Twilight Zone. All right. All right, from com. Five goals of Representative AOC, Democrat of New York. Green New Deal plan are presented in a GIF by Justice Democrats, which the Congresswoman promoted on Twitter Friday. Oh, good screenshot. She looks like, please. The five goals of AOC's Green New Deal, now in a GIF. The Green New Deal has five goals. One, achieve net zero greenhouse gas emissions through a fair and just transition for all communities and workers. Two, create millions of high-waged good jobs and ensure prosperity and economic security for all the people of the United States. Invest in infrastructure and industry of the United States and to sustainably meet the challenges of the 21st century. There's one thing you got to know about AOC. She makes no reference to the Constitution. She doesn't care about the Constitution. She doesn't know the Constitution. None of this that she's, what she's putting forth is constitutional. She doesn't care. Ask her a question about the Constitution. She's like, Look, I'm not a constitutional expert on the Constitution. I just, but I just care. What are you, a Care Bear? Secure a sustainable environment for all with clean air and water. Climate and community resilience. Health, food, and access to nature. You're going to make me eat health food? Right there, I wouldn't vote for you. What does access to nature mean? Promote justice and and equity. You mean social justice, eh? By stopping current, preventing future, and repairing historic oppression of frontline and vulnerable communities. In other words, screw over the uh, white heterosexual males and females. Justice Democrats. Go get a boy. Start on Twitter. Have fun. I'm not on Twitter. I mean, I have a presence there, but I'm not on Twitter. In its Twitter page introduction, Justice Democrats, a political action committee, claims credit helping elect AOC. Now, I have a question. It's okay for a political action committee to have a page on Facebook, but it's not okay for the uncooperative radio show to have a page on Facebook? Oh, this is Twitter, though. Yeah, but I bet they're on Facebook, too. All those sites there, I see Muslim sites on Facebook that... The filth that comes out of it's amazing. Man, I can't believe how iced up these windows are. 
very cold outside. Oh, baby, it's cold outside. Oh, yes, I did go there. So in its Twitter page introduction, Justice Democrats claim credit helping elect AOC. We helped elect AOC because it's time. Oh, by the way, that's her Twitter handle. So you can't say I'm being derogatory by calling her AOC. It's at AOC. Have fun. Because it's time for a Democrat party that represents its voters, not just corporate donors. The political revolution is here. Wow. A new Green Deal. I didn't like the New Deal under FDR. Completely unconstitutional and set us down the road to hell. That's right. You heard me right. And we're almost down the whole road to hell. We're almost there. And you don't think we're... You think the Republic is still here. If you think the Republic still exists, you show me state sovereignty. If there's no state sovereignty, there's no Republic. Show me individual sovereignty. Show me a free market. Show me industry that doesn't doesn't answer to the government. Oh, well. I guess then, I don't know if I just sent this or not. It's hard to talk and do these things that, you know, the production stuff at the same time. So I might have sent Susan to, who cares? She'll, she'll get upset about it, but I always say take three breaths and who cares? <laughs> yes, I told you this is the Twilight Zone, right? Segment? This is going to be like, I, I'm going to be starting to introduce these new segments into the show for Susan. This is one of them. Uh, okay, this is, this is, we should make this a new video game. Where in the world does Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez live? She may be America's most... Oh, this is from Fox News. She may be America's most famous freshman congresswoman, but in New York, Representative AOC is a virtual ghost. She has no district office. She has no local phone number, unlike the state's three other freshman members. And it's unclear whether the 29-year-old lawmaker who represents the Bronx and Queens, who didn't understand she was too young to be president, still she was going to run for president. Can you believe it? She thought she was Barack Obama's while just being elected senator. She was going to run for president. She thought so. She should really at least read the Constitution. <clears throat> who? So she represents the Bronx and Queens, actually li- still lives in the Park Chester neighborhood that has been so closely tied to her rise. Even though she won her upset victory over fellow Democrat Representative Joe Crowley with accusations that his home in Virginia made him too Washington-focused to serve his district. AOC has used her deceased father's Bronx condo on her voter registration since 2012, and even posed in one-bedroom Bronx flat for celebrity photographer Ann Leibowitz in a Vogue magazine profile after her stunning November election. But the Post could find little indication she continues to live there. She's never lived there. She's never lived there. She wasn't even brought up there. She was brought up in upstate New York in, in a very affluent neighborhood. The Post emailed the AOC spokesman, Corbin Trent, four times with specific questions. They were all ignored. On Saturday, the Post reached Corbin by phone. We will not be commenting, he said. Among the queries he refused to answer, where does the congresswoman live? Uh, there's, a, there's a residency requirement in the Constitution, you know. On Saturday night, a staffer promised a Post reporter that AOC would talk to him after a speaking event in Corona. 
During the event, two staffers were seen reading an early edition of this story on their phones. You know, she's probably too stupid to know she's required to live in her district. Yes, she is. It's a... <clears throat> Come downstairs. I have to take picture quick. The congresswoman then told the reporter after the event, instructing him to wait for her. 20 minutes later, she ducked out a back door, jumped into a chauffeured SUV, and zoomed off. AOC was in New York City last weekend and this weekend with appearances in Queens and both on both Saturdays. Yet she was not seen coming or going from her Park Chester paid uh, pad either day. Her apartment's next door neighbors said she had never seen AOC. Another neighbor who has lived down the hall from the congresswoman's apartment for the last 40 years said he'd never seen her or her boyfriend, Riley Roberts, who has claimed the address as his own since last spring. I would have remembered said the neighbor when shown a photograph of AOC. Workers at Jerry's Pizza, less than a block from her building, and the local grocery store said she had never patronized their businesses. And a server in nearby Takaria said the congresswoman had only come in to be filmed by news crews. Oh, not the you had to go to the Takaria, you racist Latina. You didn't go to the pizzeria or the grocery store? Really? That's telling, don't you think? A postal worker who delivered mail to the building said that in the last 10 years, he has only seen AOC intermittently and that several months' worth of mail regularly accumulates in the mailbox before anyone bothers to collect it. The worker said that AOC and Roberts were the only ones getting mail at the address. Just because the names are on the box doesn't mean they live there, he said. And in 2017, when AOC first filed paperwork to become a congressional candidate, she didn't even know what district she lived in mistakenly declaring plans to run for neighboring District 15 before correcting the error days later. Meanwhile, in Washington, AOC has rented a pad in a luxury building in the Chic Navy Yard neighborhood where studios start at $1,840 a month, according to the Washington Examiner. This was actually uh, picked up, this was actually picked up by them from the New York Post. So we we have to get the link for that because that's really who gets the credit and they only get a hat tip, right? So where does she live? Her new dig uh, her new digs feature gold plated an enemy an enemies. <laughs> Thinking of freshwater saltwater fish here. Her new digs feature gold-plated amenities like a rooftop infinity pool, a cycling studio with a dozen pricey pelotons, whatever that is, men's and women's saunas, and a golf simulation lounge, but no affordable units for low-income residents in spite of a local law that requires them, the new site reported. In the eight months since Ocasio-Cortez's dramatic defeat of the long-serving Crowley in June's Democrat primary, a victory that all but guaranteed a general election win in the heavily Democrat District 14, the congresswoman has failed to open a local office. AOC has made four trips to the city since she was inducted to Congress on January the 3rd, according to a post-review of public reports and social media. 
was encouraged to feature five public events in her district and three high-profile Manhattan appearances, including a January 21st guest slot on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. A district office makes government immediately responsible and accountable to the citizens, said Jaden Horan of Reclaim New York, a government watchdog group. Constituents need to know their representatives are working for them and not for national prominence. She's working for national prominence. She's got her eye on the White House. The space slated for AOC's constituent office is in the new building in Jackson Heights. Suites in the building at 7409 37th Avenue rent for about $40 per square foot. AOC's office on the third floor is just under 5,000 square feet, which would bring the annual undiscounted rental price to $200,000 or nearly $17,000 a month. In January, AOC sought to blame the delay on a stubborn landlord at a different building where her predecessor, Crowley, maintained one of his two district offices. Although we attempted to take over our predecessor's lease, the landlord wanted to almost double rent from 7800 to $15,000 per month, she tweeted January 22nd, without specifying which of Crowley's spaces she had hoped to inherit. That spike would have meant less caseworkers for our community, she posted. Instead, we're making a new space with a family business. But AOC's neglected to mention that her rent would end up likely topping the cost of Crowley's former digs. When the Post visited last week, the Congresswoman's office was still under construction with workers building interior walls and installing drywall. A carpenter said, there said the work would probably take several more weeks to complete. Stanford said at a community board meeting that it would open March 4th. It's unknown if taxpayers or the landlord is paying for the extensive renovations. A spokesman for Cal Bay Contracting, the Nassau County Construction Company, working on the office space, refused comment. AOC's office refused to answer the question. Boy, she's refusing an awful lot. Where are the foyers? Why are the foyers flying? In the absence of a district office and with no way to contact the rookie congresswoman, voters have resorted to desperate measures. Constituents come here and leave notes on the door, said the postal worker at her Parkchester apartment building last weekend. But it's a waste of time. Again, AOC doesn't care about anything but AOC. She's a power-hungry witch. She's the wicked witch of the East. Got her eye on what she was going to run. She thought she was going to run for president in 2020, but she's 29 years old. Now I'm going to make you read Article 2 and find out how old the president has to be. How old do you have to be to run for president? If I just keep force feeding you, you're not going to learn stuff. Go learn something. Okay, again from CNSNews.com. Economists plan to fund Green New Deal. Congress will authorize expenditures. Treasury will spend money. <laughs> AOC is back again. Tweeted video Friday of a economist's vision of how the federal government can afford to pay for her Green New Deal proposal. We could pay for it easily, economist Josh Mason <coughs> explains. 
Congress will authorize the expenditure and the Treasury will spend the money. We're tw- over $22 trillion of debt right now, ladies and gentlemen. $22 trillion of debt. We're going three, three point something trillion dollars in debt every year. Can we pay for it easily? The Green New Deal will be funded the same way we paid for the original New Deal, the same way we paid for World War II. Except, that, as our founding fathers said, the only reason to go into debt is for war. World War II was a war. The New Deal is not. Congress will authorize the expenditures and the Treasury will spend the money. AOC, our future is, this is a tweet, our future is imperiled, our economy is fragile, and frontline communities are vulnerable, the major threats from rising sea levels to lead in our water. Our, our economy is not fragile. It was. It's getting stronger by the day, thanks to Trump, and not thanks to idiots like you. A Green New Deal is, a, is common sense. No, it's not. Moral. No, it's not. It's amoral. Solution to fix these issues with the urgency they demand. Charity has to come from the heart, not from someone ripping it out of your pocket against your will using the using force. That's called fascism. Nation concedes that the government will eventually need to raise taxes, especially on the rich, but claims that taxing away extreme concentrations of income and wealth is a good thing. Why? Now the government has it. What is the government going to do with it? Give it to people. What are the people going to do with it? Buy things. Okay, that that doesn't create a lot of jobs. Doesn't create industry. As you have seen, we lost industry. Now that Trump's back, straightening out the economy, lowering the taxes, blah, 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 we got industry again. That's what we want. We want real jobs. We want real industry. We want a real economy. We don't want this crap. We don't want a service economy. Thank you, anyway. Quote, now over time, that spending will be financed by some mix of borrowing and higher taxes, especially on the rich. Whether or not we need to raise taxes on the rich to pay for the Green New Deal is honestly a bit beside the point. Taxing away extreme concentrations of income and wealth is good for our democracy. Says who? Who? I want to know. Who says this? Ultimately, someone needs to spend money, and that's where the government needs to step in, Mason says. No. Ultimately, the rich people spend their money. If you get out of their way, they spend their money. They hire people. They create businesses. They create industry. They create all the jobs, not government. Somebody needs to spend the money to put the people to work, to give businesses a reason to boost investment and raise productivity. No. Government does the opposite of that. Consumers won't spend money if it, it, their income is low. Businesses won't invest if there's no one to sell to. That's where government needs to step in, investing in our economy when no one else can, putting millions of Americans back to work and raising living standards in the process. That's why we shouldn't think of the Green New Deal as an economic cost. It's actually the solution to our biggest economic problem. Really? Is that what you think, AOC? Well, unfortunately, Susan will kill me if I don't go to this short break here. Uh, you, you're here on a short break. You hear, you hear paid commercials. We don't get paid to actually play these commercials. We only get paid if you call the number in the ad. So please call the number in the ad because if you don't call the number in the ad, we won't get paid. The ad agency won't get paid. And uh, that's not good for the future of Internet Talk Radio. So please, please. 
please call the number. <laughs> please call the numbers in the ad for us. Uh, otherwise, like I said, we won't. We're not going to get paid, and that's not good. I know you don't think it's good. Anyway, and away we go. Investing is a long-term process. How many times can you think of in the last decade that the stock market has destroyed retirement funds for people just like you and me? For your existing IRA, you need the security that gold has provided for centuries. Remember, gold has never been worth zero. Capital Gold would like to introduce you to the Home Storage Gold IRA. It's a self-directed IRA set up with all the protection and tax benefits of an LLC. But the big difference in this IRA is you invest in gold and you hold it in your possession. You can't do that with stocks. That's security. You can transfer any type of IRA hassle-free in days. Please call right now and learn more, and we'll waive the $500 setup fee and give you a free safe to store your gold. Call 800-515-6302. That's 800-515-6302. Remember in the beginning? When you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-709-4389. That's 800-709-4389. Warning, don't let your business get left behind in what is likely to be the biggest economic boom in recent history. If you need to build for your business to grow, call General Steel today for a pre-engineered steel building designed for your needs. No wasted space. Steel prices are expected to rise, but you can still lock in your price on a General Steel building. And you can still save as much as half the cost and time of conventional construction. As much as half. But you must call now. If you need a church building, office, warehouse, manufacturing space, retail space, or more, call General Steel today. You can still get the General's 50-year structural warranty and General Steel quality all at a price you can afford so don't let rising steel prices put your project out of reach and stop you from making your company great 800-917-1316 800-917-1316 that's 800-917-1316 if you're suffering from hearing loss stay tuned for a special offer from the makers of listen clear a revolutionary hearing aid breakthrough designed by top audio engineers to fit your ear almost invisibly. Right now, you can try Listen Clear hearing aids absolutely free for 45 days. You can also qualify for free shipping and free batteries for life. Listen Clear hearing aids are so lightweight and comfortable, you can wear them all day long. They're practically invisible, too, so others won't even notice you're wearing them. And the best part is, you'll be able to hear almost everything everywhere. 
So do something about your hearing loss. Call Listen Clear now to get started with your 45-day risk-free hearing aid trial. This special offer won't be available for long, so call Listen Clear now. 800-716-4665 We're here 24 hours a day to help. That's 800-716-4665 The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day. 10 an hour. One person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drug alcohol and bad influences with the fmla people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it call quit drugs 321 now at 800-377-1456 800-377-1456 800-377-1456 that's 800-377-1456 Hey, and welcome back to the Uncooperative Radio Show. How I have of two. Okay, back at it. What is this now? More from CNSnews.com. Again, this is the anti-socialism show and the crazy left. Media misled Americans on soaking the rich. They distort the truth about taxes. Public opinion polls show high levels of support for raising taxes on the wealthy. Shame on you, my fellow Americans. And some people are touting these results to advance progressive tax policies. Such polls, however, are tainted by the common myth that the rich pay a lower average effective federal tax rate than the middle class. This belief has been widely spread by the media, but data from the U.S. Treasury, the Congressional Budget Office, and the Tax Policy Center have proved the exact opposite is true. Politico recently published an article by Ben White titled, Soak the Rich. Americans say go for it. According to White, the prospect of 70% tax rates for multimillionaires and special levies on the super-rich draw howls about creeping socialism and warnings of economic disaster. But when it comes to soaking the rich, the American people is increasingly on board. That's just a shame. Now, people should have paid attention that that sweeping tax cut, especially for the rich, what it's done for the economy, and realize that if we go back to the way it was, we'll have the economy we had before under Obamanus. And I, do you want that? It's just a simple argument. White bases his claim on a new Politico slash morning consult poll. Pfft, who trusts that? That found 76% of registered voters believe the wealthiest Americans should pay more in taxes. He also cites a recent Fox survey showing that 70% of Americans 
facing raising taxes are those earning over $10 million, and 54% of Republicans agree with this. 54% of Republicans aren't Republicans. Political also reports that these polls show support for the tax proposals of Democrat politicians like Senator Elizabeth Warren and Congresswoman AOC, a self-described Democrat socialist. However, Political fails to mention that these polls align almost perfectly with the portion of voters who have been misled to believe that the top 1% pays a lower average federal tax rate than the middle class. That's bull crap. A recent scientific survey commissioned by Just Facts shows that 75% of voters believe this untrue, including 90% of Democrats, 61% of Republicans, and 78% of third-party voters. This enormous disconnect between perception and reality accords with a deluge of misinformation by the media outlets, which have repeatedly reported tax rates that exclude large portions of people's taxes and or incomes. A small sample of the perpetrators include the New York Times, WAPO, the Daily Beast, Newsmax, the Providence Journal, FactCheck.org, PolitiFact, Communist Broadcasting Service, News, and Agents France-Press. Comprehensive accurate tax rates must account for all taxes and all income. This includes hidden taxes, capital gains, loopholes, deductions, and benefits that are typically not taxed, like employee health insurance. The U.S. Treasury, the Congressional Budget Office, and the Tax Policy Centers have conducted such analyses, and all of them find that the wealthy pay far far higher effective federal tax rates than the middle-income households. The complete range of their findings shows tax rates for middle-income households between 12% and 14%, and tax rates for 1% from 34% to 38%. In terms of ratios, they find that the average federal tax rate on the richest 1% is 2.4 to 3.3 times higher than middle-income households. By feeding out falsehoods to respondents, pollsters can severely distort the results of their polls. The press has done that on a wholesale basis with the American public on this issue and many others. James D. Agresti is the president of Just Facts, a think tank dedicated to publishing rigorously documented facts about publicly policy issues. And that's JustFacts.com. Do not go to any other site but Just Facts. Snopes is a joke, for instance. Let's see what this says. Oh, I can move on. Let, let's do a couple, let, I want to do a couple quotes. I talk about Frederick Bastiat a lot. And I keep claiming I'm going to read some things for him. But tonight I am. And I think every every show I'm going to read a quote from Frederick Bastiat. Uh, socialism. Well, I'll tell you more about him later. Socialism, like the ancient ideas from which it springs, confuses the distinction between government and society. As a result of this, every time we object to a thing being done by government, the socialists conclude that we object to its being done at all. We disapprove of state education. Then the socialists say that we are opposed to any education. 
we object to state religion. Then the socialists say we want no religion at all. We object to state-enforced equality. Then they say that we are against equality. And so on and so on. It is as if the socialists were to accuse us of not wanting persons to eat because we do not want the state to raise grain. Frederick Bastiat, The Law. Some of these quotes I'm going to read, you're going to hear Frederick Milton Friedman. Everyone thinks he said these most brilliant things, and they thought he, like, invented it. You're going to find out differently. The state is that great fiction by which everyone tries to live at the expense of everyone else. If the natural tendencies of mankind are so bad that it is not safe to permit people to be free, how is it that the tendency of these organizers are always good? Do not the legislatures and their appointed agents also belong to the human race? Or do they believe that they themselves are made of finer clay than the rest of mankind? The words he used were different, but it is the same same statement now, wasn't it? Life, liberty, and property do not exist because men have made laws. On the contrary, it was the fact that life, liberty, and property existed beforehand that caused men to make laws in the first place. When plunder becomes a way of life for a group of men in a society, over the course of time they create for themselves a legal system that authorizes it and a moral code that glorifies it. Everyone wants to live at the expense of the state. They forget that the state lives at the expense of everyone. But how is legal plunder to be identified? Quite simply, see if the law takes from some person what belongs to them and gives it to other persons to whom it does not belong. See if the law benefits one citizen at the expense of another by doing what the citizen himself cannot do without committing a crime. Just want you to, to have that to think about a little bit. I got a, we, we don't have much time left. I wanted to read, I really wanted to read uh, this, this wonderful thing by Alan West. I was very impressed with. Uh, the problem with socialism is that it is socialism. He did a very good essay, and I wanted to read that, but I don't have time in 10 minutes, I don't think. Am I? Yeah, it's pretty long. Yeah, maybe. Let's give it a shot. I can always finish it tomorrow. <clears throat> Again, this is CNS News by Alan West. I must ask, how many of you ever thought you would hear an American president while speaking to a State of the Union address assert that America will never be a socialist country. I tend to believe that none of us would ever have believed that would be a necessary statement to profess in our constitutional republic. Mr. West, we do not, Colonel, we do not live in a constitutional republic, and we haven't in a very long time. However, as Thomas Paine once quipped in his December 23rd, 1776 Revolutionary War Pamphlet. The crisis. These are the times that try men's souls. The summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will, in this crisis, shrink from the service of their country. 
But he that stands by it now deserves the love and thanks of men and women. And now it appears that we have indeed come upon these times, once again. At the time we had a new nation struggling for its independence against a tyrannical monarchy, King George III of England. The question at that time was whether free men and women could govern themselves and not be subject to a ruler far away. Was it possible that British political philosopher, father of classical liberalism, John Locke, got it right with his natural rights theory? Locke claimed that our inalienable rights were naturally endowed to us by our creator, and these were life, liberty, and property. Of course, Thomas Jefferson studied Locke, but thanks to a wise counsel of Benjamin Franklin, our Declaration of Independence chose the words life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. There are some who think that these guiding principles defining our individual rights may seem nebulous, and that is why Abraham Lincoln gave us a very clear definition, understanding of the word. A very clear and definitive understanding of the word liberty. He stated at the Baltimore Sanitary Fair, April 18, 1864, the word has never had a good definition. The world, my eyes are getting blurry, sorry. The world has never had a good definition of the word liberty, and the American people just now are much in want of one. We all declare for liberty, but in using the same word, we do not all mean the same thing. With some, the word liberty may mean for each man to do as he pleases with himself and the product of his labor, while with others, the same word may mean for some men to do as they please with other men and the product of other men's labor. Here are two not only different but incompatible things called by the same name, liberty, and it follows that each of the things is by the respective parties called by two different and incompatible names, liberty and tyranny. This brings us to where we are today in America. Yes, we must ask ourselves, are we summer soldiers and sunshine patriots? Or will we accept Benjamin Franklin's challenge of September 7, 1787? September the 17th, 1787, as the story is told, a Philadelphia socialite named Mrs. Powell queried Franklin upon the signing of our U.S. Constitution as to whether we had a republic or a monarchy. Franklin replied succinctly, a republic if you can keep it. Well, that's, that's the story, but it's anecdotal. Sadly, today we do not study American history and certainly not civics. They have been replaced by social studies and other ideological agenda-driven classes. Therefore, we have many young and older people in America who have little understanding of the difference between a republic and a democracy. And so we struggle and have allowed ourselves to become attracted to a a a philosophy of governance and political ideology that is completely antithetical to everything for which the country was established, namely individual sovereignty over the institution of government. The problem with socialism is that it is socialism. It does not matter if it is being touted by Karl Marx, Frederick Engels, Vladimir Lenin, Joseph Stalin, 
Chairman Mao, Fidel Castro, Che Guevara, Hugo Chavez, Nicolas Maduro, or Bernie Sanders and AOC. It always starts and ends the same way, in utter disaster. Political French political philosopher and historian Alexis de Tocqueville provided us with a seminal difference and failure of socialism in the early 1800s. He stated, Democracy and socialism have nothing in common but one word, equality. But notice the difference. While democracy seeks equality and liberty, socialism seeks equality in restraint and servitude. Socialism begins with the glowing promises of infinite free things from the government. Instead of believing here in America that we have a right to pursue our happiness, we have the American progressive socialists who once again redefine rights based upon their ideological agenda and claim that they will be they will provide for it all. And just do not worry, we can simply take from one group that what French economist Frederick Bastiat called legal plunder in his 1850s essay, The Law, and redistribute it to others. Just remember the Marxist principle from his critique on the Gotha program. From each according to his ability and to each according to their need. And who gets to decide whose ability and what is a need? Yes, the same folks that are now gunning down innocent people who subjected to the rule of socialist dictator in Venezuela. And for some very odd reason, our little happy bunch of American progressive socialists are not saying too much about this. Though they are very busy trying to keep our borders open to any and all who will come. And why? Simple. So that they can redistribute the wealth and resources of some ability to those coming here illegally, needs, and the result being these individuals will always seek to keep progressive socialists in power since they guarantee happiness, government superiority, instead of believing in the indomitable entrepreneurial American spirit and the policies that enable us to pursue our happiness. It always ends the same, economic collapse, when socialists seek to redistribute wealth, nationalize economic production, expand the welfare nanny state of dependency, advance social egalitarianism, and elevate secular humanism, trusting in government and not our creator God. After all, it is a government that can deliver on you rights, which takes us back to the original challenge of John Locke's theory of natural rights versus divine rights theory of monarchs. And as I close, never forget that the first major important step for socialist dictatorship, disarm the people, making them subjects, not citizens, as we see in Venezuela, it is very, very easy to starve people and deny them food and medicine when you, the government, have all the firepower. Will America ever be a socialist country? Not as long as the Second Amendment exists. And funny, Nancy, wicked witch of the West, Pelosi, recently talked about a Democrat president using national emergency declaration to confront gun violence. That is how it starts, the dog whistle call to render us defenseless. But we're out of time. We're going to have to leave. This has been the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from uncooperativeblogger.com. You're listening to uncooperativeradio.com. And Susan's in town, stuck during the snowstorm. And I'm buried over here. But we have to go. Good night, folks.
play, dang it. 